and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast. The bar is now open. See, I'm changing things up. Welcome to episode 78. This week, we are taking a trip to Derry, New Hampshire, in search of a dancing clown. I am your host, John, here with my lovely co-host. Carol's not here, and I'm Justin. How you doing this week, Justin? Call me lovely. Well, you're a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. How you doing this week? Meh, I'm still here. Yeah. You ready to go to Derry? Find the SS Georgie? I've already been there today. Oh. All right, a little <laughs> bit of housekeeping. Uh, why don't you kick us off? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Suzanne Summers, best known for starring on the TV sitcom Three's Company and Step by Step, has passed away at the age of 76. Uh, she did make a little little appearance in Stay Tuned with John Ritter. Yes, she did. Yeah, I can't think of too many movies that she had been in. Nope. Just that and the Thighmaster. Thighmaster. And other news, Oscar-nominated Carrie actress... Piper Laurie has passed away. The actress was 91 years old. I'm telling you, two people not on our Deadpool list at work. I'm starting to call it the keep alive list. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was 91, so. Yeah, that would, yeah that's, that's expected, but. Um. Yeah, our condolences to both of their friends and family and fans. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, that's that sucks. Another bad news. Um, so Best Buy has announced that in 2024 they're going to stop selling physical media. I accidentally put digital media, but physical media. No more Blu-rays. No more DVDs. Sad John noises. <laughs> Like, so I went to the Best Buy in Dedham a couple weeks ago, and I walked it, like, first, like, normally there's those two sets of doors you walk in, one in, one out. Mm-hmm. Now it's only one. The other one's a set of lockers. Well, yeah, they, they, they want to make sure that, you know, they, they were cutting down on uh, theft there. Yeah, but lockers, like. Yeah, you know, Amazon lockers and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. We, we have some orders. at work. We have stuff at work. We have Amazon lockers at work. But, and so I walked in, I kind of like scro- strolled through the store and I was like, hmm, something's missing. There's video games, there's refrigerators, washing, washing machines. So I asked an employee, I said, hey, uh, where are the, the movies? He goes, oh man, we don't sell those anymore. And that's when it like hit me. It's like, it's just the end, the beginning of the end. I said, are you guys just not selling them here? Is this going to be a store? He goes, I have no idea, man. But then I go to the one in Mansfield, and that's like actually three rows or two rows of movies. But I guess next year it'll be none. Yep. And Target is completely, there's like an end cap. Well, Target is also putting just about everything behind glass in areas to prevent theft so it's uh it's getting fun it's getting well, fun 
but like there's just an end cap of movies. It used to be two sections. Because it's easy to steal. Okay, well, put them in fucking glass then. Keep selling them. At least Walmart still sells them. For now. But Yeah, for now. But I, I think Walmart does good. They actually have a nice little movie section. For now. <laughs> but what do you got there for movie news? But on the flip side of that, Netflix is going to open some form of brick-and-mortar entertainment venues coming in 2025 it looks like i would guess my my feelings and we discussed this earlier i would feel like it's probably just like a you know a theater showing their movies or their shows probably you know food and drink and stores something like that but kind of like an upgraded showcase or um alamo showcase lux yes lux but yeah, uh, I mean, hey, if it works, great. Mm-hmm. You know, now you don't have to go to Target to buy that um, Stranger Things shirt. You can just go to the Netflix store. I'm telling you, if they don't capitalize on the Netflix and chill, maybe put a couple, maybe some, like a row of beds instead of fucking seats. You know, it's still illegal to do that kind of thing in public. <laughs> Depends on what theater you're going. But just ask Paul Rubens. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, my freckled friend. <laughs> what you watch this week? Uh, let's see. So I did watch the uh, It from 1990. I watched the miniseries. Watch all of it in one go through. I watched Strays. Ah, yes. On on Peacock. That's funny it was funnier than i was expecting um but you know it's okay <laughs> yeah I, I was just I, I watched it too i was expecting it to be a little better like yeah i don't know i guess i just it was just a little a little i i, I expected the uh you know the sophomoric humor if you will yeah. I think it was a little bit more over than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's one of those movies where the trailer played the best parts. Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah, and then I watched some BattleBots. That's not a movie, so. Oh, BattleBots. Hunter was into that for a couple of days. It's on Max. Well, oh, I'll have to tell him. He'll be excited. Um. So let's see, so. I had some time on my hands last week. I watched Totally Killer on Amazon Prime. Have you watched that? You didn't watch that yet? You need to watch that. It's Back to the Future meets... It's like Back to the Future meets um, Scream, in a sense. A girl goes back in time to save her town from a killer. Kind of like... Oh, that once upon uh, it's a wonderful knife movie, kind of like yeah, I gotcha. Um, Happy Death Day. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, a little more like that, but a lot of Back to the Future vibes to it. But it was really good. Um, I watched Toy Story four again, just for shits and giggles, and then I watched a movie I'd never seen before. 
the odd couple. I've never seen the original odd couple. Hmm. With Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. So then, of course, I watched that odd couple too. Out to sea. And ended my Walter Matthau fix with the Bad News Bears. Which brought back a lot of childhood memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good ones. And then I watched The Six Wives of Henry LaFlay with Tim Allen and Alicia Cuthbert. You haven't seen that one before, have you? Where he's been married like six times and he they think he's dead. And one wants to burn him, one wants to bury him, one wants to, you know, keep him, yeah. Pretty good. Then I watched Bad Teacher, Sex Tape, Spider-Man No Way Home, and of course, It. So. Yeah. Well, shall we head to Dairy now? I'll meet up with our friend Steve. Go meet up with our friend Stephen King. Yes. Little crazy ass mind. Well, in 1960, seven preteen outcasts fight an evil demon that poses as a child killing clown. 30 years later, they reunite to stop the demon once and for all when it returns to their hometown. Was originally released on November 18th for part one and November 20th for part two, 1990. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Didn't he direct Halloween too? Hmm. Uh, like we just didn't watch it last week but a uh, story is by Stephen King adapted from the book it had a budget of 12 million dollars music was composed by Richard Bellis has a runtime of 3 hours and 12 minutes not rated and is not currently streaming anywhere oh really because I watched it on Hulu really yep Oh, when I looked it up, it said it wasn't streaming anywhere. So I guess it's oh, on Hulu. It's yeah. on Hulu. Yeah, check okay. the date of that post that said it wasn't streaming anywhere. That could have been from like 2021. <laughs> no, it's just an app you type in the movie that tells you no. where it's streaming. It's not a very good app. I guess not, but it's worked for everything else. So. <laughs> Our cast of characters. We have Harry Anderson. This is Richie Tozier. Dennis Christopher as Eddie Casback, Richard Masser as Stan Uris, Annette O'Toole as Beverly Marsh, Tim Reed as Mike Hanlon, John Ritter as Ben Hanscom, Richard Thomas as Bill Denbra. The adult versions. Yes. We have Tim Curry as Pennywise. Then we have Jonathan Brandis as Bill Denbra, age 12. Brandon Crane as Ben Hanscom, age 12. Adam Farizel as Eddie Kasparak at age 12. Seth Green as Richie Tozier at age 12. Ben Heller as Stanley Uris at age 12. Emily Perkins as Beverly Marsh at age 12. Marlon Taylor as Mike Hanlon age 12. Then we have Olivia Hussey as Audra Denbra. Sheila Moore as Mrs. Kasparak. Jared Blankard as Henry Bowers age 14. Chris Eastman as Belch. Gabe Kuth as Patrick, Michael Ryan as Tom Rogan, Venus Terzo as Cindy, and Frank C. Turner as Al Marsh. Okay. There's a lot. I'm stopping there. (laughs) So we're going to try something a little different this week. We're we're not going to give a complete rundown as we normally have with movies. 
because obviously if you're listening to us, you've either watched it or might watch it, might spark an interest. I don't fucking know. But um, <laughs> but we're just going to have a discussion about it. Like, you know, just two average movie fans that picked it to watch, which I was. So let's start off with the setting. Derry, New Hampshire. Have you been there? Yes, and it looks nothing like that. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, a lot of Stephen King's books and stuff, you're a Stephen King expert, you know. Well, I wouldn't say expert, but yeah, I've read a lot of his stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, everything of his, for the most part, is based in Maine or New Hampshire, um, mostly Maine. Um, but, I mean, this, this I mean, it gives you that small town yeah. feeling. You know, you can get that in any state. Every state has it, but you know, Maine and New Hampshire, it's it's kind of like you know, you expect it to be quiet and country. So, yeah. So, you know, do you think you think this is a good setting for this type of movie? Well, like... yeah, it's a small town. You know, it kind of you know that kind of thing becomes hush hush, like you see with Mike Hanlon at the beginning, walking yeah. around talking after the little girl gets taken outside her house and the yeah kind of well there's something going on here but we're not we're not going to tell you about it and that, that's kind of like with um springwood last week with uh freddie versus jason you know the local mass murdering phantom whatever the hell it is you know you're not gonna talk about it because then it brings him back mm-hmm but um, so the concept of the movie, you have a killer entity that comes around every 30 years or so. I mean, it's it's straight up Stephen King. I mean, you know, you got it, it's, you know, it's based in reality. I mean, you got all the cicadas and all that stuff that are yeah. underground for however many years and they come back. And then there's always all these old legends of stuff like that. So I mean it's 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 a quality idea of having you know something like that come back around and then using you know past I want to say victims but you know yeah past you know participants have to come back and finish what was started you know the David Goliath Cowboys mm-hmm. versus aliens yeah, so let's kind of talk about our cowboys versus aliens here. So we have these seven kids. Losers Club. Yeah, that just happened to form friendships over a period of time due to a con- common enemy in this bully. Mm-hmm. Like, and each one served a purpose when it came to taken out pennywise or so what, what what's your take on the whole you know seven misfits brought together i mean it's it it still follows you know a, a, you know kind of a set you know story arc there's still you know there's the love interest inside yeah you know there's you know the 
love interest that's ignored from within and you know there's the inner <laughs> friendships that you know some are older than others there's those that join later and you know they they're all just consistently beat down beat down until they rise up and yeah overcome their obstacles and differences and stripes and you know overcome the monster but i mean there's just the way that pennywise goes about doing his thing is is where the magic is yeah and he's he's definitely good at that like he knows each one's weakness and figures it out like um did you ever read the book it oh yeah yeah i've never read the book it's been a long time though so um <laughs> so there's differences and there's you know. kind of like a reference in the book when they would say beep beep richie that was basically in the in the book it was used as a way to tell richie to shut up and I guess also in the book, the um, the female character slept with all of them. Sure. But Tommy Lee Wallace felt that wasn't really necessary to the story yeah. to show that she was a whore. Well, but um, I mean, that's kind of what that upbringing is, you know. Yeah. It tends to bring about. So. Let's talk about some of the characters. Um, Tim Curry as Pennywise. I first this thoughts. Is, this this is tough because I I want to I want to acknowledge everything, but I don't because of next week. Okay. Well. Um. So. I will say that I love Tim Curry as Pennywise. Yes. Um, he did a masterful job. Um, you know, just even with the, you know, the face paint, you know, he makes it his own. You can tell it's him back there, but he still slips in under the radar and just loses himself in the character there. And he just plays it so well yeah and actually um i was reading some like trivia about this movie uh everyone was everyone avoided him on set because of how well he like how oh, yeah. in depth he got with this character and you know when you look at it, it's a clown yeah i don't find clowns scary neither do you nope. but he adds that little twist that goes from like an average clown to fucking like you know yeah. pointed teeth and fucking craziness and you know everybody trusts a clown little kids are going to trust clowns well not anymore nobody trusts clowns now well yeah after the clown apocalypse and all that shit that has happened and so you know our first characters we meet You'll you'll be better with the names than I am because you just read them. But little Georgie, sweet innocent little kid, chasing his little paper boat down the stream. I I would have never thought of doing something like that. Just follow the stream. Well, I mean, we grew up in you know the eighties and nineties, not the sixties. Yeah. No. Yeah, we had cooler. We, toys. we yeah we weren't reliant on you know. Yeah. 
making and, them poison. <laughs> and you know, his brother is kind of mean to him, like, oh, get away from me, you know, cooties. Yeah, he's, he's sick in bed. Yeah. But, you know, he still takes the time to make a boat for Georgie. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, your brother gets killed, or goes missing, dies, whatever. His and, ripped off. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about the new kid in town. Ben. Ben, yes. Um, guys. Moves in with his aunt and cousin. And cousin's a dick. Aren't most? Yeah, well. Some can be. Yeah. yeah and being a pudgy kid, I'm sure, you know, picked on a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, that one girl does take interest in him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and then Young we have, yep, then we have Beverly, you know. Janitor's daughter. Abusive janitor's daughter. Well, yep. You know, and when he's spazzing out because he, um, Ben wrote a letter and he, she took it and he found it and. What are you out there doing with them boys, you know? You're 12 and you're running around with the boys. Yeah, you know, so. um, Who else we got? What are some other things? Mike. Mike, yeah. The one African-American gentleman in the town, apparently. Yeah, Um, every town has one uh, back in the days, but. Uh, so the only one gonna... that couldn't leave Derry as an adult never left Derry. Yep. Well, he felt he needed to. Yeah. He had to stand watch. Yeah. But I mean, well, as the librarian, yeah, that's a pretty good spot to do it back then. Nowadays, not so much, but, you know. Yeah. They were changing. But, you know, it's a nice little mix of kids. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie with his asthma. Yep, which will play a role. Helicopter mom and young funny Richie. Richie, yep. And I gotta say, like, I didn't look at the cast. I knew Tim Curry. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I know. I didn't realize that was John Ritter. Oh yeah, buddy. It didn't dawn on me till I watched the second half. And I was like, oh, shit, that is. And Harry Anderson. How did you I, not recognize John Ritter immediately? The second, the second he stepped out of that limo, it's like, oh, yeah, that's John. And then Harry Anderson, best known from Night Court and Cheers. And Cheers. Seth. Yeah, he used to. He used to. He was a uh, reoccurring guest star on Cheers. He was Harry the Magician. Oh, yeah, that's right. He'd always come in and con his way yeah, into a beer. I remember, yeah. Um, it's the facial hair that did it. I, You know, they look different with facial hair. Um, so, Eddie, Ben, Beverly, Richie. I think we covered all the kids. Well, there was Stu. Stu, yep. 
Um, He's just always nervous. And Bill. Well, yeah, and Bill, Georgie's brother. Yeah. No. Well, Bill wasn't Georgie's brother. Did we watch this fucking... <laughs> Are you really seriously going to sit there and say that right now? Bill? Denver? Wasn't Georgie Denver's brother? The guy that Jonathan Brandeis played was Georgie's brother. Uh-huh. But he's in there as, a, as the adult because he has a stuttering problem and he's still alive. Bill Denver. Okay. Was there another Bill? It was George's brother. Okay. Then who was the guy that killed himself in the tub? Stu. Oh, I thought his name it said No, nope, that was Stu. Oh, okay, never mind. You're right. I'm sorry. Stan. Sorry, Stan. Stan, yes. I, I was I, I I wrote down notes and I misread them. I read too early. <laughs> Fucking I'm sorry. I apologize. I've been sick for the last week. So the sound and the music of the movie. What are you thinking? Going with the flow of it? Is it good? I mean, I, to be honest, don't pay much attention to the music most of the time and the sounds, and I kind of got lost on it. I was paying too much attention to what was going on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the cinematography, you know. Let, let's talk about the jumping back and forth as we meet each character. We kind of see their introduction into town, uh, introduction into the group. Do you like like that concept of like, okay, here's Stu and uh, Stan, and this is when Stan was a kid and he joins the ragtag group of misfits. I mean, I did. I they kind of the way they they kind of they, they introduced you know each one kind of. Like, like, well, not each one as an adult first, but, like, they introduced Mike first as an adult. Yes. And kind of went into, like, the beginning of the story, and he kind of introduced you to young Bill and Georgie. And, um, but from there, you kind of got the one by one, and from there it was, for the most part, old to young. Yeah. And I, I think they did it well, because um, they, didn't, they didn't just kind of smash it all together and um hurry it up you know they took yeah. their time with it um they give they gave everybody you know a decent explanation and backstory and which is you know always a big concern when you're taking you know a book like this and turning it into a movie or a mini series it's you know what's going to really wind up getting in and what's going to get cut yeah and oftentimes you know key pieces of the backstories wind up getting cut out but they did a really good job with it so i found online how the miniseries played out you know it was broken down into two parts and the end of part one is when stan's wife finds finds Mm -hmm. him in the tub with the slit on his wrist and it pans up to it on the wall in blood Mm -hmm. and it cuts with her screaming and then you hear Pennywise laughing and then 
it would say to be continued and then the beginning of part two. I remember I, seeing versions that still had that in it. Yes, um, certain home media releases did still do the two parts and then but now with DVD, Blu-ray, streaming, it's been blended together into yeah. one actual movie. And when we agreed to do this, I didn't put two and two together and remember that it was three fucking hours long. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, what do you think next week's going to be? I knew like, I was expecting it next week. But and then anyways, back to my thought, uh, the beginning of part two is starts with Bill arriving in the cemetery and cuts out his whole hotel arrival and shit like that. So that's kind of, you had to wait two days when it aired on ABC originally back in the 90s, in 1990, and you had to wait two days. To be fair, I probably watched this when it first came on. I know I did. It wasn't until later on in life that I saw this. Probably like 2002, 2003. But, um, you know, so... We're seeing them as as the kids, and we're seeing them as the adults. Some are successful. Beverly, for the most part, most of them are successful. Yeah, um, Beverly's a successful designer. She just has a terrible taste in men. Yes, which <laughs> which kind of like it's funny how they show that scene with her and her boyfriend or whatever he is, and you know he hits her, and then you find out that. She was abused as a child, and mm-hmm. her father was very. Um, so, character development throughout the movie. I think it, it was great. I mean, yeah. it kind of showed you, you know, why Bill was the way he was. You know, so you know, headlong into his writing and all that. Yeah. Um. And then to see his brother have his brother die like that—that's—that's you know—that's huge at a time like that in your life. So, and to be scolded for going into your brother's room after he dies, like, and looking at pictures of him, like. And I mean, if you know something like that happens, and then crazy stuff also starts happening, that's, you know, that's, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But um. I forgot where and I mean, they, they did great with him, too, because, like, you know, when Mike first calls him, you know, before that, he's up there, he's writing his story, and he's going, and, you know, him and Audra are basically arguing back and forth about his writing and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. um, and then he gets that call from Mike, and the stutter comes back instantly, yeah. you know, just hearing the name. And you know, it, it, like you can see, just you how his psyche just cracks immediately, and he goes from being, you know, this strongly opinionated writer to the boy again with a stutter. Yeah. Um, so he tries to get it back on his way out, but it clearly didn't work because she followed. Yeah, and you know that's one thing I I, I like about the the story is you know they defeated him 30 years ago and they said if he ever comes back we all need to come back 
and most of them do yeah all but one but so and it shows like the type of people they've become and they've put the past behind them until just the mere mention well, because of his they name. yeah because they forgot you know yeah. they grew up they they lost that childhood memory which you know i get that <laughs> i know that i mean that, that plenty of times like I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was talking about, oh, I, I used to hang out at the Dedham Mall. I was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, but I can't remember the name of the toy store. And I was like, oh, there was Child's World and then Toys R Us down the road. And I kept forgetting I forgot about KB. And then I was like, so then I started thinking about the mall. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, she said it's her mom. It's been years since Toys R Us has been in the mall. I mean. Yeah. I mean, you figure it's been 23 years since the mall, like, f- flipped out and reverted to an outdoor shopping center. But it was like, okay. So then I, like, I started thinking, because she kept saying it in the mall. And I was like, there wasn't a toy store in the and I was like, okay, fun call, KB Toys. And I said that, and she was like, okay, yep, that that's the one. I couldn't remember the name of it, but that was the one. And I started thinking, okay, oh, fucking Walgreens, the the record store, uh, record town. Woolworths, not Walgreens. Oh uh, yeah, Woolworths. Yeah, I'm sorry, Woolworths. And they had the little diner next door, and Brigham. Great ice cream. Yeah. And you know, so it's just like bring them, bring them home some Brigham's. Brigham's. Brigham. Your, your brother loved Brigham's when I worked there. Oh, but good. uh, yeah, good ice cream. Yeah. And it's just like it's amazing how like one word can spark all these memories. Like we used to hang out at the Dedham Mall all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it's just funny how you don't think about it for years, and then all of a sudden it's like boom! Oh yeah, yeah you know, mm-hmm. I could tell you exactly where the pet store was. You would walk in on the Bradley's entrance; it would be right there on the right, and next to I think there was a Radio Shack there, and Sabaros. Oh, yeah. uh, Bradley's across the way, the fucking cookie place, the like tobacco store, and you go down that corridor, and that, that's where Funko Land was. Yeah. KB Toys, Sears, and you go down the other end of the center court, you had like a shoe store, an Irish cottage. Like it's just crazy. Irish Julius. It was, yeah. And you know, so I, I get where these kids are coming from with the having this spark to memory and mm-hmm. So, okay, enough about our childhood. Uh, so, let's talk about the scene where Beverly's in the bathroom and there's blood fucking everywhere. The balloon that burst in the, yeah. the drain. Pennywise, mate. So, the father can't see the blood everywhere. Yeah. But only she can see the blood. And we later find out that the other six can see the blood. I mean, he's well, got it on his hands. And you had George in Georgie's room before when the book started to bleed. And then his mom yes. picked it up. And so, you know, I got the point that the adults couldn't see it. Only the kids could. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I like that when she brought them all back. You know, she explained later on in the movie how she brought them yes. all back to see if she was crazy or if they could see it because her father clearly couldn't. Yeah. You know. Um, and it's the same, 
same thing as when they're adults, when Harry Anderson's character shows up in the library. Yeah. Let's talk about that scene. Those supporting actors in that scene, mm -hmm. to have a balloon full of blood burst in your face and to no-sell it like that, yeah. you could see a few flinching. Yeah. But... They did great. Yes, they did. You know, the, you know, they had to be a little bit of force for it to pop and oh, shoot yeah. blood all over you. I mean, it's like nowadays that that shit probably be fucking CGI. Yeah. At least the explosion part, and then you know someone would spray paint their face with something, and then action. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, um, all, all of these, a lot of these effects were, and they had to be practical. Because, you know, there was no CGI back then, really. Yeah, you figure this was probably filmed in 89, 88, yeah. 89. Like when he comes up out of the shower, great. Yeah. He used the stop motion to kind of show it opening up there. That was pretty cool. I will say I do want that shower. I want all the heads all over, just blasting full power. Uh, yeah. Give me that. I would not be backing away into the corner. I'd be like, come on, get over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get my tushy at the same time. But uh Bidet? <laughs> yeah. Where'd that one come from? <coughs> yeah. It's definitely practical effects. That was my next thing, effects. Um so the big spider creature at the end that was Yeah. You know, that that's where they got into the whole green screen type deal going on and it got a little that's where it got wonky with the effects. I think up until the spider yes i think everything was you know really good it was you know yeah nowadays you could tell it was fake but given the time and and how it all was all put together i think they did great with everything else it's just that it's hard to make that that damn crab spider thing yeah look real in the 90s <laughs> like so that was my problem with the ending of the movie. I'll just come out and say it. It built up for so long for that. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's not it, all nukes and guns, man. Yeah. Sometimes it's just got to be a spider that you rip the heart out with your bare hands. Oh, six of them or five of them do. Uh, so production, design, costumes, definitely 1960s feel. Shit, by that time it was only three of them. Because Eddie was still bleeding out in there because he had gotten picked up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So oh, it was four was, of them. Yeah. Three. Bill, Richie, Ben, and Bev. And then yeah. Eddie was on the ground. And then Mike was in the hospital and Stan was dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, production, design, costumes, definitely 1960s feels for the kids because that's when it takes place. Yeah. Uh, the movie theater. Slick back, greaser hair. That one kid that looks like he belonged in the fucking Misfits with uh -huh. the piece that fucking came down. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, you know, and I wonder if there really is a Paramount was a Paramount Theater in Deary, New Hampshire. I'll have to Google that for next week. Who knows? 
But uh, the script and the dialogue, obviously based off of Stephen King's writing. Yeah, I mean, I think they did great. Because, um, I mean, like I said, it's it's hard to turn a book into a movie and make it what it was in the book. Yes. And I think they did an excellent job with this. They didn't cut out too much. They they left it pretty well where it was and Yeah. Knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they definitely did. And each kid has its own individual like sense of style, sense of mm-hmm. attitude and dialogue. You know, um the directing. Tommy Lee Wallace, I think he did an amazing job. I'm sure it's not an easy task taking a Stephen King nah. novel and turning it into a movie. But I mean, no, he did. He did great. It wasn't, you know, again, it was you know 1990s filmmaking. They, I liked, you know, they had a lot of good scenes, like when uh, Eddie's packing his bags to go to Derry and his mother's chasing him throughout the house. And, you know, it's just them two with the camera just following them around backwards. Yeah. And they, they did great. I, I thought that, you know, used a lot of shots that, you know, made sense with the way the scene was going. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the shots of, like, Pennywise when you first see him. Yeah, and it he... kind of cuts in and out. You don't yeah. see him fully at first. And, you know, the scene when they're looking through the old pictures... Oh, they're looking through the picture book. That, um, oh, yeah. And the picture starts moving. And, oh, yeah. And you see Pennywise, the dancing clown. And then you realize that it's Pennywise fucking with them. Yep. It's great. And then the hand reaches up out. You know, so uh, a lot of good shots, especially the shower scene. <laughs> you know, every kid's afraid to take a shower at school because who knows when the hell the last time that was cleaned. But, yeah, that's the reason they're scared of it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's embarrassing, you know. But speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Fucking ginger bastard. <sighs> I mean, how, like, that's, uh, I have the movie playing in the background, and that scene's on right now, and. The showers are just magically turning on by themselves, and he's like, okay, yep, I'm done, yep. <laughs> well, and he's not exactly the bravest boy anyway, so. Yeah. But when it starts shooting out, like, the nozzle comes up, yeah, that's... You know, there's some guy behind that wall just pushing them. Mm-hmm. They reach out pretty far, too, and then they're moving, and... Is Pennywise in the dream? I was just sitting there thinking, I could get so clean with those. It took yeah. like two seconds to shower. <laughs> it's get like in, you, lather up. You, you walk through, you lather, you walk back, you're done. Yeah, it's like a car wash. Yeah. And, and I love how Pennywise pokes fun at the size of the hole. Like, oh, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Tim Curry, amazing. Um, okay, so... so the, Let's talk about the length. Um, now, I know with the remakes, it was broken into two movies. I believe the first one is the kids and the second one is the adults version. 
yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think to tell this story properly, which it did, I think the three hour time frame. Yeah, I mean, it basically does break down to being, you know, half of it about the first time and yeah. half of it about the second time. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, again, this is beating a dead horse, but it's hard to make a, mov- a book into a movie yeah, and, and not lose a lot. And in order to do that, it's got to be long. So, I mean, nowadays it's not as unorthodox as it was back then which is why they made it a miniseries instead of a movie i think had it you know if there had been more like you know the lord of the rings back then this probably would have been a movie and it probably would have been in theaters but yeah um you know three hours a long time anyway but back then it was just too long to be in a movie theater i bet so um but and you don't you don't really hear about too many horror books being turned into miniseries back in the day um do you think they went so you so you would say they went the right route going with miniseries over a movie for this i mean yeah because you you needed to tell the full story you can't you can't sum that up in yeah 90 minutes to two hours there's no way their entire childhood thing would just be in flashbacks and they'd be, you know, 30 seconds per kid. Yeah. yeah no. And, and plus with this, you're able to get the feel of how they were as kids yeah, and how they are to, as adults now. You get to see how each personality kind of worked itself out and then, you know, immediately came rushing back when they found out about you know those those child you know those memories and all that stuff so and you got to see them kind of defeated all over again and you needed that you needed that backstory you needed all of it yeah you you, you can't cut this down to a two-hour movie you just can't it was like if, if it was made today it would need to be in two parts or something hmm, imagine that imagine see that. now i have had the ultimate idea okay Lay it on. we have we have to get a group of like nine or ten, you know, twelve or thirteen year olds now and make the first part of the movie. And then in 27 years, we'll make the end of the movie and we'll re release it and we'll be right in the timeline. It'll be perfect. Do we release the first half at all first? No. Nope. Okay. Wait. So, so that kinda... way that way people can see the genius in the idea because it's going to be the same actors yes. as kids as adults. I like it. I like it. What was that what, what was that movie? They did there was a movie that did that. No, I don't remember. I think it was called uh like a uh boy or something, boyhood. And it was literally like filmed over a kid's life. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same kid, and he's just fucking, you know. I'm sure he was uninteresting, though. He wasn't getting chased by a clown named Pennywise. That's yeah. the only problem with my plan. So I have to find someone who's going to look the same in 27 years as an adult. 
No. It can't be a kid. If you apply the right makeup and a mask. Yeah. They just have to make sure that it's the same fucking enthusiasm and then generic voice. <laughs> yeah. You know. It can't be too distinct. <laughs> oh, you know what you do? You cast a husky kid that looks kind of big for his age. Yeah. Well, and and let's see. Maybe like five or six years we'll get Brantley and Hunter and James and get all our kids. Sam, yeah, get all our kids. We'll, we're making Pennywise, yeah. <laughs> but we'll change all the names so we don't get sued by Stephen King. We we'll use AJ. Yeah, AJ can go. be Pennywise. Yeah, he's tall and lanky and creepy he's looking. Older than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. We know anybody else with kids? Okay, cast and call. I don't know. Okay. If uh, one of us uh, goes to school for uh, filmmaking, we can maybe we can buy it from Stephen King for five bucks. He's got a lot of cheap movies. He's willing to give up to film students. So we just got to be film students. Jeez, if we knew somebody that went to film school. I know. If only. What's his face? He used Someone to do a who has podcast. a connection. They might even have a job film related. Yeah, uh, we'll think of it next week. Yeah, I know this. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't figure out what his name is. That's right. You can get back to me when you think of it. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> we used to see him all the time, but now we never see him. I can't yeah, remember his name. Uh, all Maybe right. He'll be back in 27 years. Yeah. If we're still <laughs> doing this in 27 years. We would better be sitting on millions of dollars doing it. Um, doubt it. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably just be doing it, but it'll just be all yourselves doing it to ourselves. Yeah. The screen will be off. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Um, what do uh, you mean you didn't like the hitman's wife's bodyguard, you asshole? The hitman's wife's son's daughter's bodyguard killer fucking <laughs> babysitter. <laughs> babysitter part fucking 10. <laughs> yeah, with my luck, I'd forget to hit record every week. Oh, that was a good episode. That was real good. An hour and a half. Oh. oh, shit. I forgot to do it again. I almost forgot to edit last week's episode. Just put it out there for the world to see. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Um, who's your favorite character? As a kid. <sighs> as, a, as, as the kid. I think it'd have to be Richie just because just cause of his mouth. He antagonizes yeah. everybody with his mouth. Kind of like some other young little whippersnapper 12-year-old that I used to know that certainly wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> the only difference that's I changed. didn't wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck you, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I'd say Richie and uh, the uh, bigger kid. I can't remember his name. Ben. No. Uh, yeah, ben. ben. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm getting it. Uh, okay. Who's your favorite character as the adult? Does it change? Does it stay the same? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's easy to like Richie because you know he's a comedian. He's Judge Harry. 
Um, <laughs> I don't um, but uh, no, I think as an adult, it's probably been. John Ritter's a badass. Yeah. I think it's been. Yeah, he, like, as as he was as a kid, it's kind of like you feel for him because he's the new guy in town. And yeah, I mean, he's just kind of. He's quiet, kind of hangs back, and then, you know, as the shit gets down, he, he picks up, he comes in and, you know, shows where his loyalties lie. Yeah. All right, favorite scene in the movie. Hmm. That's kind of tough. There's so many good ones. Pick three. Three hour movie. Pick three. I mean, the first one has to be just Pennywise getting Georgie. Um, just that whole interaction. Yeah. Um, and it's tough because I want to say stuff, but we'll get into that next week. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I do like the library scene with the balloons popping yes. in everybody's face. That that is great. Um, then. I don't know. I, I do like the, the shower scene there. You know, just the whole them coming out and then him popping up out of the ground and ripping the hole open. And yeah, those are all pretty good scenes. I, I definitely like the balloon scene in the library. And um, the shower scene. But I I also like the scene when they're in the library as adults at the end of the night. Oh, they're eating the Chinese food and the fortune cookies. Yep. Stan's head is in the refrigerator. Yeah. All right, guys, we all made it. I'm a little late. A little late. But it's like, okay, well, okay. Um, But yeah, the fortune cookie scene was a little crazy. I don't know if I'll be able to eat fortune cookies again. Without worrying about a fucking bug or or chicken crab or whatever it was, yeah. yeah. The horror. Is there enough horror in this movie? Honestly, watching it now is a little bit scarier because I something from my childhood gonna come back and haunt us. All three of my kids are Georgie. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing that gets me. All three of my kids are Georgie. <laughs> yeah. Um, They'd be like, no, I want that back. <laughs> yeah. They're reaching down there to get that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hunter too, trust me. Although they're 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 not trying to make friends about it. They're just like, give me my shit back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hunter's offering up shit to fucking get his little fucking paper boat back that I'll he can remake. Take that back, please. That's mine. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's more of a psychological horror than like 
physical jump out scare you. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely scarier in the book. It's all in your head, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, the gore. There's really not much. No, there's not, because, again, it was made for TV, so all the blood had to be not from a body. Yeah. You know? Um, So the the blood and gore had to come. It's kind of like a, uh, you know, byproduct of... I don't know. Couldn't come from a body, though. Yeah. Um, Which is good, because, I mean, that kind of helps it. You know, you yeah. can't just call it a, you know, it's one of those murder, horror, you know, snuff film things, you know, like yeah. Hostel or something. No, it's not. It's, you know. Now, do you think if this was made as a, as a movie in the 90s, it would be more bloodier and... Probably. It'd probably be rated R and mm, up there with the Jasons. More likely. And it would have been a lot shorter. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been as good. So, favorite kill? There's really not many kills. No, not really. I mean, just the only real kill you see is Georgie. Oh, then this Bowers, which is you yeah. know, that's more of a thank you. Yeah, appreciate it because he was just a douche. Um. All right. Do we recommend? This movie. One thousand percent. Yes. This is a must watch for all who like horror movies. If you like Tim Curry. If you just like John Ritter, Steve John uh, Seth Ritter, Green, yep. Harry and Anderson. Tool. Yeah. It's just a good movie. Um and it's you know, it's it's a horror movie without all that blood, guts, and gore and mm-hmm. It's a quality horror movie. Yeah. And if you're scared of clowns, it's even scarier for you. Remember that time at Fright Kingdom with that girl that was Oh, man, I love that. That, that was the I best I wish I could ever. find somebody I could drag to one of those like that again. Yeah. <laughs> those were the good old days. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I also recommend It. Now, it's Stephen King's The It. Oh, Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. But then the remake is just It. And then It Chapter mm-hmm. 2. Okay. Gotta differentiate. Yeah. Sequel potential has a sequel. Do you think they could have made a sequel off of the original? I mean, I suppose if it didn't die, you know, or there was another one or something, it's always possible. It would have had to have been 27 years later. Oh, wait, they did. That was it. <laughs> Reboot potential. Clear. We'll talk about that next week. All right. What is your rating of Spoiler Steven? alert. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not going to say it in fucking two minutes. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Justin. How many mugs do you give Stephen King's The It? Uh, oh, Stephen King's five. It. This gets a five. I gave it a four. That last scene, the fight, I looked and I was like, geez, they haven't even fought Pennywise yet. Like, how much longer is left? There was only 13 minutes left. I was like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, the spider's a bit of a letdown, but I don't care. The rest of it holds up for me. I give it a four as well. Uh, IMDb IMDb gives it 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 68% out of 100. And Letterboxd a 3.2 out of 5. All right, Justin. What do we have coming next week? Next week? Why, next week we're covering Elf. No, I'm just kidding. Next week we're going back to Derry for some more fun with Pennywise. Covering It Chapter 1 from 2017 and Chapter 2 from 2019. All right. Well, the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, X. I need to change that. No, you need to leave it the way it is because if you switch it to X, I'm changing it back to Twitter. At the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter slash X. At the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram. At the Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok. And at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. You did my high pitch, Darko. Anyways, thanks for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or by our email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Please be sure to like and review and subscribe to the podcast. Bye. Dot com, www dot movie bar pod it is. We all float down here. Hey, I remember the name of that we guy. We all float, Georgie. Yeah, we all float down here. Hey, I remember the name of that guy that went to movie school. It was. <laughs>